Bokertov, today's daf is daf nun aleph in Yuma, daf nun aleph. <clears throat> Yesterday we brought up the question, uh, again we learned for a fourth line for Yosef Azriel ben Chaya Michal. Um, today, uh, yesterday we, I'm sorry, yesterday we said the uh, question, uh, the Gemara that we ended off with was um, the uh, power of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Is that the power, is that considered a, a carbon of a yachid, in which case he could do a tmura, he couldn't make an exchange B for A, and then they both become karosh, or is it considered that of a tzibur, because he brings it for his brothers, the kohanim also, and therefore a tmura cannot be, it's a, if it's a, a tmura is a partnership of several kohanim, two or more, you can't make a tmura out of it. That was a question that the Gemara raised. We tried to bring a proof from, uh, from this, from the Brysa, of the differences between a zevach and a tmura, and we said apparently we're talking about the zevach of a par, and it says there that you could make a tmura, this par of Kohen Gadol. So he said, no, we're speaking about the par, the aisle that he brings, and that's certainly that of a yochad, and that's why you can make a tmura. The Gemara went on to discuss that a little bit more about the chumra of the tmura over the zevach and vice versa, and that's how we came out, that the zevach we're speaking about is the zevach of the aisle, a particular one, and tmuras in general have the category, have the rules that they spoke about, that the tmuras chal on a balmum kavua, and it's not yotzi lechul negazes vavuliyaved, etc. And it has the um, has the leniencies that um, uh, it's not yachar of a tzibur, it's not tocha shabbos and tuma, and it can't make another tmura. Okay, so the Gemara now goes back and says, why did when Rav Sheisha says it's no proof to our question? Again, our question being. Can the, is the power of the coin Gadol on Yom Kippur, is that a yachid, a carbon of yachid, and he could make a tmura, or is it of a tzibur, or, or a shutfus, or two or more, and you can't? So the Gemara says, no, it's not speaking about that, it's speaking about the ayol. The ayol, the ayol is definitely yachid, and that's why you can make a tmura. So the Gemara now asks, uh, we're, uh, at the end of the fourth line, and then Aleph and Aleph, well, Rav Sheshis, according to Rav Sheshis, Adamukal Ba'ayol Shalom, why do you talk about, why do you talk about the, the, the ayol of Aaron, the Elo Shalom, and say that's what the Bryce is speaking about, therefore it's no proof to our question about the power. Look more at Pesach, the Dochas Why don't you say that the Zevach that we're speaking about in that Bryce is a carbon Pesach, which is also that of a Yochid, and it's Dochas Shabbos Vesatuma, Vosa Tumor, and you can make a tour of the carbon Yacharu. So why don't you? Why did you? Why did he give the answer about saying it's an ayah? He could have given another simple answer. Just say it's a carbon pesach, which is also fits into those categories. It's a tumur. It's a you can make a tumur. It's a yochid. Tocha Shabbos and tumah. So ksaver ain shochnes a pesach al yochid. We had that machlokes back in sachem. Can a pesach be bought by one person? Remember, it's supposed to be bought with a chabura. Well, let's say one person. Can you do? He says no. You can't bring it with a yochid. If you can't bring it with a yochid, you have to have at least two people partners in the pesach, and then you can't make it more anymore because it's not that of an individual. pesach sheni, right? So says by pesach sheni, pesach sheni could be brought by a yochid. So why don't you say it's speaking about pesach sheni? The gemara says mi dochi tuma. Does is pesach sheni dochi tuma? We'll see. It's a machlokus later on. Not necessarily everybody holds it's dochi tuma. A carbon, the carbon pesach rishon is dochi tumas mes betzibur. Tumas mess only betzibur, not tumas zav or any others uh, or other uh, tumas. But tumas uh, it's tumas betzibur, but it's not docha biyachet. If an individual is tame mess or a minority of the people, then a docha to pesach sheni. So in pesach sheni is pesach sheni docha tuma. He says, is it not really so? If it's not pesach sheni, not docha tuma, it doesn't fit into the categories because we said. That knowing the the zevach that we're talking about, that price is doch is yochet and sibur. So you could say that already. You can work out that the pesach could be bought by a yochet by pesach sheni and by pesach rishon. It's bought by sibur. It's doch shabbos and tumah, but pesach sheni is not doch tumah. 
So you can't be speaking about Pesach Sheni. Wait a minute, let's go back to yesterday's Dafa. Aleph, when we brought up the question, uh, Avram's question from two days ago about why do we say that this whole business about the, uh, if, you, if, if the first Kohen Gadol dies after Shechita, after Shechita the Par, can another Kohen Gadol come and take that blood from that first one and bring it? What do you mean? If it's the uh, Kohen Gadol died, the rule of Zechatos of a Yachid is destroyed, so you can't use that dam anymore. So we said no, uh, maybe. And, and so we said no. We're speaking about we're, we're, the the chatos, the power of the uh, coin gadol is really that of a tzibur. It's really that of a tzibur. And he wanted to bring a proof from that case when Rameyer and Rabbi Yaakov answered the Tanakama, who said there, "What's the difference that that he says a carbon tzibur is docha Shabbos and Tuma, and a carbon yachad is not?" And he says, "No, it's not dependent on yachad and tzibur. It's depending on mom if it is a fixed time or not." So we'd said over there, Rameyer said, what do you mean? The Parvim Kippur and Chavikol and Pesach, which are Karben Yochid and their Docha Shabbos. So the rule is not whether it's Sibur or not. It just depends on whether it's a, a fixed time or not. So Rameyer said, look at Karben Pesach. That's a Karben Yochid and his Docha Tuma and Shabbos. And Rabbi Yaakov said, what about the uh, case of the Chagiga, of Car- which is a carbon seed, but it's not Docha Shabbos. And so you see the rule is not dependent whether it's Docha Shabbos and Tumah. It's not dependent whether it's Sibor, not depends whether it has a fixed time. But the point of the two questions of Rabbi Yaakov and Rameyer what were that uh, they said Pesach is carbon Yachid and Chagiga is carbon Sibor. Why that? Going back to Adesia Vatana, Maishna Pesach, it means really the two Tanam, or the Tanah who brought down both those questions on the Tanakama of Rameyer and Rabbi Yaakov, why is Pesach called the carbon yachid? Because individuals bring it, right? You have to be assigned. They can bring it by yachid also. In the, or you're supposed to have at least two people, but it's called the carbon yachid. Why is Chagiga called the carbon seabor? Chagiga is also brought by individuals. It's because it comes with a crowd. On the Rosh Hashanah, that's when people bring the Chagiga. Pesach nami also beknufia. So why is it that Pesach is called the carbon yachin and Chagig is called the carbon seabrises? Ika Pesach Shein Delosib Knufia. Pesach Shein is brought as an individual. As we said before, that the, even if you hold that carbon, that a Pesach Rishon has to have at least two members, it can't be brought by its, by one person, but Pesach Shein can be brought by one person. And therefore, Pesach is called in general, when he says Pesach is called carbon yachin because the Pesach Sheni is brought by an individual. If that's the case, wait a minute. If you say that I'm an Aleph, a Nun I'm an Aleph, we're talking about Pesach Sheni, that's one that's carbon Yochan. I'm a Lei Im Kain, What were the rules we said there? Mayor said, well, Par Yom Kippur, and Chavite Kohen Gadol, and Pesach, carbon Yochan, and Zdoch Shabbos and Yantif. Well, if you're saying now you're talking about Pesach Sheni, because Pesach Rishon is really a carbon Sibor, so then uh, Pesach Sheni, that means it's Zdoch Shabbos and, and Tumah. You just said before it's not. Im Kain, Yei Doch Shabbos Vesatumah. He says that before the Pesach Shein is not Tochotumah. Amalei ain, command Omer Dachi. There it's a machlokus about it. Before we, as, as an answer, he said, we don't want to give that answer and say that uh, Pesach Shein is Tochotumah. Maybe it's not. Or maybe that's the halacha that we don't. But there's a machlokus about it. Command Omer Dachi. The Tanya, Pesach Shein, Tochotumah, Shabbos, and Tochotumah. Right? That's what he says. The Tanakama holds, and that's apparently the Pesach, Pesach Shein is Tochotumah, Shabbos. If, right, your Dalid um, of ER comes out on Shabbos, uh, you still bring a Pesach Sheni if he was Tommy Pesach Rishon and he's not Tommy Pesach Sheni. But it's not Tochotumah. If he was Tommy the first one and Tommy the second time, too bad. He, just, he misses out. He's a Chayv Karas because he was a Nones, but, but he's, uh, he, doesn't bring a, uh, he doesn't bring Pesach Sheni. Even the person, uh, or let's say he was Tommy Mace the first time and he was Tommy 
uh, Zov the second time, or Zov both times. Either way, if he's t- tummy both times, it's not Doch, he can't bring it. Rabbi Yudomer, Af Doch is a Tumah. Rabbi Yudom, So the point is, if that's the case, we said, if, if you said that Bryce and Amaral from Mayor's point was talking about Pesach Shani, it should be Doch He says, Ein Chalami, there is such a sheet that command Amar Doch that go like Rabbi Yudom. That sheet of Rameir will go like Rabbi Yudom. Usually Rameir argues with Rabbi Yudom, but here he'll, he'll agree with him. After my time, Rabbi Yudom says it's Doch also. My time in Tanakama. Tanakama, what's the reason why Tanakama? Why did you push him off of Pesach Rishon, right? We just had that in last week's Parsha. Why does he, why is he, uh, he was uh, deferred from Pesach Rishon to Pesach Shani because he was Tameh. So, and now you're going to make him, the whole point why he couldn't bring Rishon is because he was Tameh, so now that he's Tameh, you're going to let him bring Pesach Shani? It doesn't make any sense. The whole idea is that you can't bring a Pesach when, when a person is, is, uh, is an individual who's Tameh, Tameh Mace for sure, if he's uh, Tameh Zav, even a Tzibur is Tameh Zav, don't bring him it. Rabbi Yudah Melcha, Rabbi Yudah, who says that you do bring a Pesach Shani, even Vatum, Amar the Pasuk says, like all the rules of Pesach Yasso, one of the rules of Pesach is that if the Tzibur is Tameh Mes, they bring it, even Betuma. Even though, even though here we're talking about an individual, we're not talking about a tzibor. But he says that there, there's times when the carbon Pesach is brought Betuma. The Torah gave him, you know, gave him another chance to do a Betara, if he could. They said, look, okay, you're Tameh the first time, bring it the second time. But if he wasn't Zocha, because the second time he was also Tameh. You could be speaking about a Zov who was tummy for uh, more than a month straight without a chance of being Tara, but in any case, or he could have been tummy mace twice, whatever. Somebody died and he was at the funeral two times. Lo Zacha, Ya Senu Batuma. Lo Zacha, Ya Senu If he's not Zacha, he could do a Batuma. In other words, Rabbi says Pesachani. So that's a Machlok. Rabbi says Pesachani, it's brought Batuma. So this is what the discussion we have now. By the way, in last week's Parsha, that's one of the sources of, uh, of um, Osik Mitzvah, Patum, and a Mitzvah. Because what do we say there? That you're. The person knows he has to bring a Pesach, a Pesach, and yet if he has to attend a funeral, he can attend a funeral. He can attend a funeral two days before Pesach, even though he knows that's going to disqualify him from bringing, uh, from bringing carbon Pesach. Why? Because Osik Mitzvah, Mitzvah, even if the Mitzvah that he's going to do later on is not at the same time, that's one of the sources. The other source is from, from Kriyashma, where he, right, where he said, In other words, when you're going on your way, but if you're doing on the Barshalm's way, you're Potter. So that's what Rav Asher's year last week was about that whole issue of, of, um, of Osik Mitzvah, Potter, and Mitzvah. Any case, so that concludes the discussion of yesterday's Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, this whole discussion is with a Pesach and a Hagiga, which are Shlomim. But our discussion of the par is a hot post. That's, that's right. And, 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 that's right. We're, we're not discussing the... For, for a moment, we've, got, we've gotten away from the discussion about the par of the coin Godel. We were try, our question still is, the par of the coin Godel, is that of a Yochid, and he could make a Tmura, or is that considered a Tzibor because it's brought for his brothers, and therefore, it's not, you cannot make a tmura. We tried to bring a proof from the Bryce that talks about a zevach. And we said, isn't that zevach the par that we're talking about? And it says, you could make a tmura? No, 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 no. Rav Sheshi said yesterday, that's not the, we're not talking about a par. We're talking about the aisle of, of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Today's Gemara said, oh, wait a minute. Why you even have to talk about it? Maybe you're talking about a Pesach. Maybe the zevach that that Bryce that we tried to bring from is talking about a Pesach. So he said, it can't be a Pesach. Why can't it be a Pesach? Because 
um, it's a Pesach is not a carbon yachad. Oh, but maybe Pesach Sheni is a carbon yachad, but Pesach Sheni is not Tochotuma, according to the Tanakhama here of Rabbi Yudah. So therefore, that's why he didn't give an answer and say, why talk about Pesach? Incidentally, we went back to that Brisa on Amad Aleph and said, why do you call Pesach yachid and Chagigat Sibur? Is Chagigat Sibur because it's brought in a crowd? Pesach is also brought in a crowd. Not Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni is not for Pesach Sheni can certainly be brought by an individual. The Machlokas is, if he's Tomei on Pesach Sheni, is that Docha or not? It's certainly Docha Shabbos. If ER, if Yudalit Eir came out on Shabbos, you would have to, you would, it would be Docha uh, Shabbos, but it would be Docha Toma. That's a Machlokas. But we still haven't resolved our question about the power of the Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara says, well, let's bring a proof from here. But typically, as we turn the page, but typically, Typically, my Gemara says typically, it should be typically, yeah, also says Lee. Typically, the Asher Rachmana, Mishalohu maybe. Why don't you, here's your proof that the power of the coin Gadol is, is the power of a Yochid, and you should be able to make a Tmura, because it says Asher Lo. Not only that, it says it three times. The Asher Rachmana, Mishalohu maybe. He's got to bring his own. As I said before, the coin Gadol has to bring it out of his own wallet. Titania. He doesn't bring it from the public funds like uh, carbon tomate, etc. Because according to the Pashib Shat, the Tzibur is not Meskapur with that. The Tzibur is with the Sawyer, Hanasim of Thim, the Sawyer Mishdaleach, uh, the Musaf. That's for the Tzibur. But the, the power of, of uh, Aaron says, Vechiper Batovad Beso. Right? That's for, his, for himself and his family and for his brethren. So, uh, uh, so maybe I understand he shouldn't bring it from the public funds in the Beis Hamikdash because the tzibur is not it doesn't is not atoned for by this carbon. But he can ask his kohanim to all chip in because his brother because his uh, his brotherly uh, kohanim are atoned for it by the answer is Talmud Lomer. it says a second time. Rashi quotes the Psukim. Uh, Gemara gives it a little bit more in, in detail. Because it says, Asherlo, betray Kroiks of Hikriv Avna, as a partial of Hikriv, Behikriv Tanina, Veshachas a Parachadas Asherlo, right? And it says, uh, it says three times the words Asherlo, Limutet Sibor. And the third time it says, So three times it uses the Lashon Ashalo. The first time it says, He should bring his own, not so Tzibur. I might think he shouldn't bring it of a Tzibur because they don't get a Kapara, but he could bring from his brother, the Kohanim could ship in, the other Kohanim. says the second time, No, he can't bring it from the Kohanim. He has to bring it from his own. Yachalo Yavi, he shouldn't bring them heavy kosher. Okay, he shouldn't bring from their brothers, but he could still say, come on, chip in, guys. No, shun of a kosher la'akiv. The Pasuk repeats it again to be ma'akiv. In other words, the first time just tells you that it shouldn't come from the tzibur. The second two times is to tell me, not only, can it not, not only should he not take from the Kohanim, but even Bidiavad, he shouldn't take it. It's ma'akiv. It's no good unless he brings it from his own. Of course, we know it says, uh, the Pasuk says that... Um, the coin gadol is hagadol uh, me'achav. You're supposed to gadleu. If he was poor, you're supposed to make him rich, right? So I guess you have to give him the money up front, sticks it in his wallet or his pouch, and then it's his money, and then he could buy it. But he's got to buy it from his own wallet. So, so the question over here is: so this proves Ashalo, it's his own carbon. Can't come from the tzibur. Can't come from his brothers. It's got to come from his own pocket. That shows it's his carbon. If it's his carbon, that's a carbon of a yachid and. And uh, therefore, he should be able to make a tzmura. So, Gemarsel Tamech, Echav Akonim, if his brothers, who are, all the all the other Kohanim, Elav the Kohanim, if they don't have a share in it, 
How can you get atonement for something which is not yours? Ella shiny Therefore, it's different. Rather, the the the, the treasure of Aaron is different. After Achman, in other words, it was Aaron's money, but Hashem, the Torah, was mafkrit gabeyachav akonim, and said, "Well, we're you have to pay, you have to pay for it, but it's going to go for everybody. We're we're taking the money away from you, so to speak, and giving it to all your brothers, right?" So hachanami gabi nami, you could say shiny begozad Aaron to afkir achman gabeyachav akonim. In other words, we can't prove from here the fact that it says ashelo and it has to come from his own wallet, even b'diabat, it's got to come from his money that it's an individual's. Because how do they get a, if it's even individuals? How do they get atonement? The answer is Hashem takes his money and is mafkirit for them. So the same thing when it comes to Tzmura, maybe it's theirs too. So we had this question about, uh, you know, we still have this question. The question stands. The question, is it the coin Guttel's own carbon and therefore he could make a Tzmura? Aye, they get a kapara. Okay, they, they sort of float along. That was the Lushen. Or no, does it really belong to them? Right? The says, Hashem takes away and says, now it belongs. It's your money. We're giving it to them. And if it's theirs, if it's more, that means it's more than one person's. You can't make a Tzmura. So that question in the Gemara stands. Let's go back to our to the avoda. Remember last and when we left off, the coin Gadol had two pans, right? He had the coal in his right hand, the, the pan of the coals in his right hand, the pan of the um, of the incense, the Ktaris in his left hand. And now he's on his way in. He's on his way. Remember, he took that stuff from outside. the The coals were on the outer mizbeach, and he picked up the pan. Remember, he had them. Part of it was on the it was on the fourth row outside the azara, uh, outside the heichel in the azara. And then the uh, the Ktoris on the other end, he picked them both up, and we saw the uh, the, the pictures, uh, the illustrations, and uh, he took them into the into the Kodesh Kodeshim, right? So if you're looking at 103 on page 49 in the uh, booklet, in the illustration booklet, so we showed there the other day, the last time we talked about this, we showed how he turns it over in his hand, right? It was a difficult operation. He had to turn the cup over into his hands so that his hands were fill, filled again with the Malo Chafnav. <coughs> and we came out that what that um, that he's v'chos um, v'chofe. He's got to do it once, and then he's got to do it again, right? He's got to do it again. He folds it. It comes into his hands again, and now he's on his way in. Now he's walking through the heichal. He enters the heichal, right, on his way into the kodesh kodeshim. If you're looking at 104, you see as he's entering in there, you'll see that he's walking from east to west. Remember. The Kodesh Kodeshim is on the west side of the Azara, the west side of Harabayas. That's why when you go to the, when you go to the uh, Kotel today, you're standing opposite the Kodesh Kodeshim. It's on the west side, coming in from Harazasim, from the east to west. So he's walking now from east to west. And as he walks in, you'll see the Shulchan right in front of him in illustration number 104 is the Mizbech. That's the small uh, Mizbech Hektoros, Mizbech Azov. That's the small Mizbech inside the Heichal. And um, the shulchan is on his right, because that has to be in the north, right? The Pasuk says that the shulchan has to be in the north side. Uh, and the menorah is on his left side. That's how he walks in. And he's got these two things. In 105, it shows you that he's walking in with the coal pan on his right hand and the uh, incense pan on his left hand. And he walks straight in. Okay, now um, we're looking at, uh, let's... let's um, Let's go on in the in the Mishnah. Until he comes to be, the area between the two parochuses. If you look in 106, the one, in 106 you see uh, the curtains. The curtain, if you look at it from the outside, you see that it looks like one curtain, right? But the Mishnah says, there were two curtains there. What are we speaking about? In the Mishkan, in the, in the Mishkan that was in the Midbar and in Shiloh, etc., 
there was only one curtain there. It was a very small structure, okay? Even in Shlomo HaMelech's, uh, in Shlomo HaMelech's um, base, in, in his uh, base of Mikdash, it wasn't a curtain. It was a wall. It was a solid wall, okay? But when, so what do we mean, we'll see, we're speaking about in the second base of Mikdash. Second base of Mikdash that Hur's built was much, much bigger. And it was 100 amas high, much higher than the standard amount. He made it much bigger. And because of that, you couldn't have a wall because the, the dimensions were fixed. Remember, we went through all the dimensions showing that the, uh, the whole Lazaro was, uh, uh, was 135 by 187, etc. all the measurements. So you couldn't make it any bigger. That thick wall was an amma thick. That wall between the Kodesh, the Heichal, and the Kodesh Kodeshim was an amma thick. If the uh, height of the ceiling was 100 amas, you couldn't have a wall with only one amma thick. It wouldn't stand. It would tilt. It, it would, it, the structure wouldn't be proper. So what they did is they made two curtains instead. So we're looking at, in 106, you see the first curtain. And in 107, you see that it's, it, the first curtain is pulled back a little bit on the left side there so that he can go in. And as we'll see, the coin walked in between the two curtains on his way into the heichal. Again, the two he- curtains were only in the second base of Megdush when, when the ceiling was very high and you couldn't do it with a wall. So, let's finish the Mishnah now. So, until he came from the two, the two curtains that separated between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodesh, as we said, the, uh, the, the two curtains were like, uh, assuming that they had very little thickness to them, but the two of them together, uh, from the from one through through the next one was a total of one ama. It took one ama. The one ama was called the ama troxen. That was that was a that was a solid wall in Shlomo Melech's base midrash. Ubeinayan ama between these two was an ama. That means that the whole area between the the front of one curtain and the back of another was a full ama. No, he says there was only one prochas. There was not two. He disagrees with the whole thing, and he says that. Um, uh, he says there was only one. There was only one parochas. It says parochas kodesh ben It says one parochas, not two. So the Gemara says, right? A shaper come or a biaslor abanan. You got to bring. That's a good pasuk. He says there's only one. What? 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 Abanan speaking about two. For abanan amin lechahani mila mishkan. That was in the mishkan. There was only one. That was the mentions we're talking about was building the mishkan. Avol be mikdasheni, not in the mikdash rishon. Mikdash rishon, there was a solid wall. A mikdasheni, even though havi amatraksin, there was no amatraksin there. There was no wall there. Over mikdash rishon, who davi was only the first mikdash. They stopped with abanan. The abanan were unsure that ama area bikdushesei oklifni miklechutz. Is it part of the Kodesh Kodeshim or is it part of, of the Heichal in terms of its Kedusha? So they said, what are, what are we going to do? In other words, if it was like part of the Heichal, then a regular coin could go in there. If it was like, if it was, uh, like the Kodesh Kodeshim, only coin could go in there and only on Yom Kippur. So they weren't sure that Amma, we could no longer make the Amma of a wall because we said it was too high. The ceiling was too high. A, a, a solid wall that, the, that thin would not hold. So they, so they, what they did was, they made two parochas, not to contradict the Pasuk, simply because they had no choice. If it was so tall, they had to make two curtains. There were two curtains facing the coin Gadol as he walked in. Now, these two curtains, how did he walk in? Everybody agrees with the first part, that he walked in there, and he passed him his back, and he went into the Kosh Kodeshim. How did he walk in? Rabbi says, look in number 107, he walked between the Mizbech, which was more or less centered. Not exactly, but it was centered. Remember, the whole Heichel had a width of only 20 amas. The width was 20 amas. 
So he walked on the left side, meaning he's walking now, look in 107, he's walking from east to west, and he's walking on the left side, that's the southerly side, going east to west on the southerly side, and uh, that's how he walked in. And as you see, the, uh, the first the parochus is clasped back, is folded back, and he entered on the left side with the opening in the curtain on the left side. That's the south side. That's Rabbi's opinion. Rameyer Omer Bain Shulchan Mizbeach. No. Rameyer says the other way, 108. He walked on the right side, as we're looking at it, meaning he was walked on the north side between the Shulchan and the Mizbeach. The Yeshom Samsei Bain Shulchan Lekosel. Turn the page in the booklet to number 109. And some say that, we'll see that in a minute. Who is that man? Yeshom Amr Abchista Rabbiosi. It's Rabbiosi. In other words, Rabbiosi holds in 109 that he walked between the shulchan and the wall, all the way on the right side. In other words, literally, he was hugging the north side of the heichal as he walked from east to west. right? Who is that? He held that the curtain was in the north, that the, uh, the opening of the curtain was in the north. Here I have a problem with 109. I don't think, uh, I, I tried to look up, I sent you the, um, uh, the online version of this booklet. I don't think they corrected it. When they made the online version, this is—it's incorrect. One hundred nine. It shows that the clasp is on the left side. The fold over and the curtains on the left side. It should be on the right side as he walked in directly on the north. You see that the picture in one hundred nine of explaining Rabbi that he walked along the wall shows the curtain folded back on the left side. That's the southerly side. Shouldn't be that way. It should be as in one hundred eight, where it's on where the fold is over is on the right side on the northerly side. That's a mistake in this booklet. Okay, let's go on. So. Remember, nothing is ever published without mistakes. Rabbi Yossi Omer, the Omer Pischa Betzafon, right? Uh, he says, so Rabbi Yossi holds the openings on that. So we have three opinions how he walked in. Did he walk in on the left, on the right, or all the way on the right, flush on the right? Okay. So now the Gemara asks, Rabbi Yudah, understand, let's understand Rabbi Yudah, the first opinion, says he walked in on the left. Omer Lecha Pischa Betzafon. He'll say, Rabbi Yudah says, no, the opening is on the left side, like in 107. Right, the opening is on the left side, and therefore, when he walked on the left, he walked in. He walked in where the opening was of the curtain, where it was folded over. For a mayor, so what does Rameyer say? Rameyer, I understand Rameyer. I understand Rabbiuda. Rabbiuda says the opening is on the left, so you walked in on the left. Rabbiosi says the opening is on the right, not as in one hundred nine, but as in one hundred eight. The opening is on the right, so he walked flush with the wall on the right. But Rameyer, come on, Spiel, who does Rameyer hold? If he holds the opening was on the left, nail Kerbuta. If he holds that the opening was on the left side, like, like in 107, so why doesn't he go in on the left side? Why walk on the right side? And have to then turn and have to walk over, walk in on the left side. Rabuta, so again, he says that Rameyer, come on, say, Ikrabuta, Spirulay, nail Kerbuta. Ikrabuta, Spirulay. If he holds that the opening was on the right side, on the north side, so walk in flush with the wall. He does hold that the opening was on the right side and the north. He'll say, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Look now in 110. There was one shulchan according to the Torah, but Shlomo Melech added 10 more. And when he added 10 more, the shulchan, each shulchan has a length of two amas. So he had two rows of five, and there was a total of 10 amas there. Now, uh, he says, he says the, the, how were the Shulchanos placed? Were they placed as in 110, meaning east to west, east to west, two rows of five, five Shulchanos of ten, east to west. 
Therefore, in 110, therefore there was no way you could walk. He says you can't walk like in 109 Rabbi Yossi, a flush with the wall, because the, the Shulchanos were flush with the wall. There was no room to walk between the Shulchan and the wall. Had the Shulchan to move over a little bit, the Shulchan would, one of the Shulchans would be in the, southern, in the southerly side. The whole, again, the whole Echel was only 20 Amas wide. So five Shulchanos was 10 Amas. That took exactly to the, five, to the halfway mark of the, of the Hechal. And therefore, if, therefore, the Shulchanos blocked the entry. You couldn't walk along the wall there. You had to walk a little bit further in. Is it between the Mizbech and why not walk to the left of the Mizbech? So they actually, the Mepharshim say the Mizbech wasn't exactly there. As we say. It wasn't exactly, it was moved over a little bit. So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda says he walked where? I mean, Rabbi Meir says he walked where? Like in 108. He walked between the Mizbech and the Shulchan. Why not between the Shulchan and the wall? Because the Shulchan was flush against the wall the way he held that. And there, that's 110. And therefore, they couldn't walk. The truth is no. As in 111. As in 111. Maybe the, maybe the Shulchanos were all really in the north, actually, between, uh, you know, going east to west. In 111, it shows that it's one row, but there's a machlokes about that it was one row or two rows. If you hold that they were going, that the Shulchanos were, um, were placed north to south, as in 110, so there had to be two rows of five, because otherwise the shulchan would be in the south. If you hold, as, as in 111, that the shulchanas themselves were east to west, you could have had one long row, as it shows in 111, or there's another piece, it still has to be two rows of five. In any case, it, it, we're saying, our question is, why does, why does Rameyer say that you walk between the shulchan and the mezbeach, why don't you walk like Rebiosi flush against the northern wall? Northern wall. So one answer is, it's like in 110. There's no way to walk along the wall. The Shulchan goes flush with the wall. In 111, we're saying, no, the Olam, it is that the, the Shulchanos are placed east to west. And there would have been room there. But here's the problem. It's not nice. He held, he held again. He held like Rebiosi that the opening of the curtain is on the right side. Like in 108, where you see it folded back on the right side, he says it's not proper to walk that way. Rabbi Yossi says you walk straight into the shulchan, like with your eyes, you could see straight in, right? Rabbi Yossi says there was only one curtain, and as you walk, you're looking at the Kaddish Kaddishim, that's improper. It's okay, it's enough that you walk in there, and he has to go in there and Kaddish, uh, and the Kaddish Kaddishim on your kipper, but it's not, an, it should, it's not proper to walk in and the door open and you're looking at it as you walk in. That's what he says. But why does, Rabbi Yossi, why does he not hold like Rabbi Yossi? Rabbi Yossi says you walk flush against the northerly wall, and Rameyer says, no, you walk between the shulchan and the Mizbeach, because it's not proper to walk as you're walking in to look inside the Kodesh Kodeshim. It's not proper to walk in directly as you're looking at it. The whole time his eye is looking at the Kodesh Kodeshim, that's improper. Rabbi Yossi says that it is proper. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you walk flush along the wall, and again, like, not as in 109, Rabbi Yossi's, the picture of 109 should be like the guy walking along the wall there, but the curtain should be opening on the right side. Rabbi Yossi says it's not a problem. You don't need a shliach there. Hashem didn't say, you don't need a shliach. Everybody could be mispal for himself. In other words, since Eretz, you know, people always say you have to go to the Rebbe, you have to go to this one, you need a shliach. No, you can talk to the Banisham directly. The Apostle didn't need, didn't require them a shliach. But if they have a shliach, you know, they can go directly in because we are chavav, we are dear to God. And therefore, there's no issue with walking in directly. Okay, so that answers, that explains Rabbi Yossi, explains Rabbi Yossi. But Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, remember, look, look back in 107 for Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says you walk between the, the, um, the Mizbeach and the Menorah, right? 
And where does where is the opening according to Rabbi Yehuda? The opening, remember, Rabbi Yehuda holds there were two curtains, right? Rameyer and Rabbi Yossi, Rameyer apparently goes to Rabbi there was only one curtain. Uh, maybe even in the in the second base of Migdash, right? But according to Rabbi Yossi, according to Rabbi Yehuda, there were two curtains. So the one it was the curtain was open on the left side, so you walk there. So why don't you walk flush against the wall? Just like Rabbi Yossi says in one uh, in 109 that you walk flush against the northerly wall, why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda, who says you walk on the south side, because that's where the opening is, and according to this, two curtains, so you can't see inside the Kosh Kodashim anyway, so why don't you walk flush against the southerly wall? Why does he say you walk between the Mizbech and the Menorah? That's the question of Rabbi Yehuda. Nami nailed Bein Menorah Lekoso. Why don't you walk between the Menorah and the wall? Why don't you walk close to the wall itself? You don't have to walk between the Mizbech and the Menorah. Walk between the Menorah and the wall. Flush almost against the wall. The answer is Meshachre Mane. Because the menorah is what? Fires coming out of there all the time. There's always smoke and ashes. The wall itself is dirty. And we don't want to get his clothes dirty. Meshachre Mane, his, his clothing, which is all white, it's supposed to be, you know, uh, uh, it's supposed to be, you know, it's immaculate. His, his, uh, his, uh, the, his garment is, is brand new. It's pristine. You don't want it to get dirty at all. So because the wall there is somewhat dirty from the smoke, uh, so therefore, uh, we don't want him to walk along the wall there and get his, and get his garments dirty. All right, we'll pick it up here tomorrow, Mitzvah, with the continuing the discussion of the Avodah. Have a good day, everybody. Call to, uh, call to. Thank you.